What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. This is Tajay Spears, and you're listening to Roster Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the Epic Roster Watch Podcast, brought to you by RosterWatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap, and with me today, a very distinguished guest. He is the founder. He's, he's the he's the boss man. He's the yeah, well, I don't know, man. The consigliere. He's in charge of everything over at FTN, um, FTN Fantasy, FTN Betting, FTN Data, FTN DFS, all the FTN stuff. His name's Kevin Adams. You can find him on Twitter at magic sports guy kevin how the hell you doing brother what's up my man it's a real pleasure to be here i've been listening to you on sirius xm for don't want to date myself i think it's like 10 years is that right have you been on there there for 10 years yeah i mean you're dating us all man considering i've been on i think think it's our 12th season on there man so yeah we've certainly certainly enjoyed the ride and certainly um you know, uh, one of our one of our guys, man, Jeff Ratcliffe, who we've come up with in that in that whole deal now over at FTN Fantasy, of course, as everybody knows. And um, an important part of everything that you guys do there on top of the data and on top of the DFS and on top of the betting stuff. And, you know, one of the things that I, I, th- I think we should just talk about it right off the bat before we get into some of your uh, best ball tips and strategy for some of these large field tournaments. I, I really want to hear your thoughts on. Uh, getting some teams through and just kind of right now what your exposures look like across your underdog contest. But before that, let's just talk about the fallout from um, the fallout from everything that happened with football outsiders. Uh, you guys, I know that you can't speak to that in particular. I'm, I'm not sure you'd want to, but uh, FTN has stepped in and has made sure that some of the most important pieces of that are going to be kept intact. Do you want to talk about it? Yeah, I would love to. Um, you know, I read that stuff a couple months ago, saw it on Twitter like everyone, and a little light turned on in my head that that might create some opportunity for FTN. And luckily, we have this amazing charted data. We acquired armchair analysis. If you were, you've been around long enough to remember them as well. So we have, you know, 23 years of data and advanced level, I call it like PFF level charting data, uh, which allowed Aaron to basically reconnect I call it like the tubing for all of his amazing metrics, you know, DVOA, adjusted line yards, everything, and then reconnect it to FTN data because he was kind of sitting there like, I don't have any data to even do what I need to do in terms of looking at next year. I said, take the data. Here you go. We would love for you to, I mean, I get chills even thinking about it because I'm such a, a DVOA and Aaron Schatz fan. I kind of look at him as the godfather of football analytics, right? He, kind of paved the way for all of us he's he's bill james of football in my mind um and so be able to work with him now to produce the ftn football almanac 2023 which is over on uh, pre-sale at ftn fantasy ftn daily and ftn bets so you get it at 29.99 right now goes up to 34.99 once it drops probably about august 7th so he's working 
very fast now to get the 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 book up and of course he's bringing over his whole talented crew from outsiders as well as reconnecting with scott spratt who i'm sure you've run into over the years oh lochner is going to be contributing and then jeff is contributing the numbers right jeff is probably you know most famous for projections and rankings he's terrific at predicting the future via his models He's so, most famous for his fucking hair. Come on, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> makes us all look bad in conferences, man. I'm sitting there with like, you know, my, my old FDN yeah. shirt and my flip-flops. And yeah. Jeff comes out just in, in the Gucci. Um, yeah. yeah, so, but that's, you know, he makes us look good. And without Jeff's professionalism and his show and all that, that's kind of what really put FDN on the map. So we're we're so grateful to have Jeff in the family. But now with Aaron, it's it's so neat to have those two guys kind of connect and this guide is truly like to me the, the football Bible. It's always been one of my I always thought it was like an edge, but now I realize everyone else was reading it. So maybe it's not that big of an edge. But yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> and I and I wanted to start out with like just letting you pitch that because you know it's it's almost one of these things where you know people were worried like you know what's gonna <laughs> like you know like the fact that you were like it's almost like a thank you for me and a thank you for I the rest of us that, that, you know the lifeline got thrown to those dudes and we keep getting the product that we've kind of got gotten used to that feels like it's sort of a part of football season starting so i appreciate that like i've gotten a lot of notes like that and it means a lot people say man you like i'm so happy that book isn't gonna be there it's part of my process and now i don't have to adjust thank you <laughs> And yeah, me too. I said it's, a lot of it was selfish. I needed it for my own DFS play. <laughs> yeah, man, for sure. All right, but you're not just a DFS player. You're also playing a bunch of best ball stuff. In fact, last year in the best ball mania, what was best ball mania? Was it two last year or three? Three last year. Now we're doing four. Yep. Are, are we on four? Okay, so I can't believe I get them mixed up. Um, best ball mania three, you finished 19th last year. So you got through. you got through to the final before we talk about your just exposures and stuff, let's just talk about some best ball tips and strategy for these large field tournaments, because it's extremely hard to be able to finish at the top of your, you know, of your own league. Right. And then after you do that, you have week after week after week of having to finish in the you know top percentile of these various contests. And then you get thrown into this big one and all of a sudden it feels like you're in sort of like a, kind of like a, a single entry, small field oh, GPP. Yeah. Um, how do you, well, how do you take all of those? Like, it feels like people play for certain strategies and people, you know, people play like I'm, I'm building this team to get through. I just want to get through. And then all bets are off as far as, you know, what, what, what happens in these final weeks um, or I'm stacking for week 17 and I'm building correlations for week 17 because who cares if I get through, if I get like, what is, do you have a take? on what the what the strategy is or just how your your mind wraps your head around the fact that it feels like you're building a team and you're building a roster and you're going about your decision-making process here to accomplish f- five separate goals it almost seems like so how do you how, how do you how do you circle that square and, and 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 make it make sense inside your head as far as accomplishing it that's actually a really good question because everyone's going so galaxy brain this year um because they're thinking too much through with, okay, I need to win week 17. Like, guys and girls, you didn't even get through the, the season, right? right. Um, much less the, the wild card, the semifinal. So what I want to just do, first of all, and I know this is like, ooh, um, it's player selection. That's first. Like, if you stink at selecting players, you're not going to make it. Um, 
people that can identify like DFS players when we're quote unquote on a person, like that's what you need to be. You better be on the right core people. Uh, my guy, Sam over at uh, FTN fantasy pulled up a lot of numbers and, you know, basically the top, I believe the RB one has been on every winner all three years. So there's a good recommendation, right? Draft the RB one this year. <laughs> okay. um, right. Uh, when three years ago I drafted Jeff's, well, Justin Jefferson's rookie year was at three or four years ago now, but regardless, I was at like 36% Justin Jefferson that year. And he was going in like the 10th or 11th round. So obviously I had a lot of success that year because I, I took a stand on a player and it worked out. A lot of people are also trying to get so much exposure to everyone and trying to like diversify. And anyone who plays DFS knows that's a losing strategy. 150 seems like a lot. It's not really a lot in the scheme of things against 650,000 rosters. So, you know, let's not go too crazy uh, with those week 17 strategies. Go in with a core group of players that you're really, really high on. Stick to it. Don't be afraid to take a stand and reach on ADP to get the player that you need and build a lineup that's going to make it through the freaking season. Because if not, the playoffs are really, really moot, right? Um, so I do love to correlate players. I'm going to take a receiver if I have a quarterback and vice versa, but I never enter a draft with a solid plan. Never, ever, ever. I don't ever say this is going to be my Cincinnati stack or this will be my Tyreek Hill. Never. I just let the, the chips kind of fall, take advantage of the room. Some rooms are high on tight end. Some rooms are high on quarterback and you can kind of adjust and see where you're getting the value along the way and just build really solid roster construction teams based on strategies we know work like every winners had more than eight wide receivers in the lineup or excuse me on their team Uh, most have had three quarterbacks i believe most have had a top four adp tight end so we can see some trends now it's only been three years so statisticians not going to think much of terms of sample size for three years but it's all the data we have right and that's kind of like being a football tout or expert is by the time the data is so substantial that it qualifies for true analytics, it's bye-bye. It's gone, right? Because schemes and coaches and players change. So I think you take the data that you have, you construct good lineups that can win a league, and then you kind of need to get lucky in the playoffs. Like my winning team last year or almost winning team had Tyreek, CMC, Jamal Williams, and Hawkinson, right? So again, if you look at the fantasy rankings, all those players finished like at the top or close to uh, their fantasy rankings. Correct. So again, that's kind of weak advice beyond good players, but in the end, the winner is going to be on like the top players <laughs> in the draft. So, so why, yeah, please. So, so I, I, I didn't want to cut you off. Did, did yeah. you have another important? Oh, all right. So well, you, you, you mentioned earlier that, um, so do you like taking at least eight wide receivers? Because if if you like that and you also like taking three quarterbacks, it feels like you're going to have to be like, are you comfortable with four quarter with four running backs on, on underdog? Is that your general? I mean, do you yeah, so that, that 19th team was a three, five, seven, three. Okay. And with T Higgins not playing, right. That was the bad beat aspect is that game got canceled. So instead right. of moving up into the top five, I, it got canceled and I stayed there. Just, uh, just, just brutal. Do you want to tell people what happened with that? You don't, you don't want to tell them, but like well, basically I, everybody I knows. Getting it out is sort of therapeutic, but yeah, I was sitting there in 17th 
we did a lot of math that says I had a really good chance to move up because I only had two wide receivers that had scores. And T Higgins was going to be the third in a, in a shootout with Buffalo. And it, it never happened. I don't think I would have won outright, but I do believe top 10, top five was pretty much uh, inevitable unless the game got really strange. Um, and it did. So it was, <laughs> that was a bad, bad beat. But then when you think about it, I only had seven wide receivers, right? How bad did I wish I had that eighth wide receiver for that build? So yeah, I would have probably been okay with two tight ends because I actually had Waller and Hawkinson. And what's funny is Hawkinson got me there and then did not have a good championship week, but Waller went off at a very low percentage. So that also is kind of key is that you may have to have some kind of random guy that wasn't too great all season who's on this winning roster, then all of a sudden explodes. Like I believe the winning team, the $2 million team, which is a little bit of a luck box, but that's another story, um, had Mike Evans and Tom Brady, right? And you could call that stack somewhat of a bust most of the year. Yeah. Okay. So you think, but I mean, as far as what Kevin Adams thinks, it's, you know, there's all the things that you can look at. And of course he looks at the data, he looks at past president and history and stuff, but when it comes down to it, he's a, you know, being on the right guys. It's just like, like he said, maxing out the 150 and DFS. If you're the one that has got 5% of every player, it's, it's, you know, it's probably not going to, it's probably not going to be the best for you. So let's just, let's just talk about your exposures if you, if you don't mind so far. No. You know, you, you don't got to give us your exact stuff. I, I don't want you to give away your secret sauce, but like, let's just start with quarterback. Like, who, who, who you on? Who do you like? Win your fantasy draft with the 2023 Roster Watch Ultimate Draft Cheat Sheet, now available at rosterwatch.com. The revolutionary cheat sheet that changed fantasy football forever is the only tool you'll need this draft season. You've heard Roster Watch on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio live from all of the NFL events, all of the training camps, the Senior Bowl, the Combine, the Draft. Now, all you have to do is follow the three simple rules using the legendary Roster Watch cheat sheet. That's it. Three rules and an expert quality draft is guaranteed. It couldn't be easier. The Roster Watch Ultimate Draft Cheat Sheet. You cannot afford a draft without it, and it's only at rosterwatch.com. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to hero.co to shop today. Well, we've seen a ton of data come in over the recent years where us old boomers, you know, in our late round quarterback, late round quarterback have had to adjust. And so I am all about getting a top tier quarterback. So looking at my exposures, Daniel Jones, number one, Mr. Justin Fields, who I think has a great opportunity to be the QB one this year Mm -hmm. uh, is my second Jalen hurts. You've probably heard of him third. Patrick Mahomes. So what you're seeing there is when I come around on that turn in the second round, I'm much rather would take Hertz, Mahomes, uh, Allen, than I would one of those receivers, one of those running backs. Um, it's also kind of a relief to be like, I got my quarterback. If you draft Mahomes, you don't really care about your, your number two. Cause we have like a tool at FTN fantasy that shows you like the fantasy finish each, each week. Right. Mahomes is like one, three, five, four, seven, nine, right? It's almost every single week he's in the top 10. So 
how badly do you really need a backup to Mahomes? To me, I'm just basically drafting someone, so I'm not taking a zero in his uh, bye week. And I, I like the Daniel Jones call because I've I've noticed that where Daniel Jones goes right now, an underdog at least, just look at the guys who are going around him. These are like oh, these are players that I have zero like I have zero interest in Juju Smith Schuster and Damian Harris and you know Brian Robinson and you know, Sky Moore and you know like some of these some of these dusty tight ends are starting to come off the board and Khalil Herbert's coming off the board. This whole kind of, you know, one point. Yep. Like it's, it feels like that kind of just the fact that you don't want anybody else there. If you can build a decent case in your mind for, for Daniel Jones, which you certainly can. We saw, we saw, we saw last year, he could have a big effect. Um, I think, did you say he had a big effect on either your team or one of the teams you were playing against there? And in the, in, he was in the on that, that winning team as my QB two, of course. Right. Cause he yeah. was going so late last year. Yeah, uh, but I want some some running upside. I think he's averaging what like thirty five yards a game in the last three years, and then he gives you some of those spike weeks, right? Where he when he plays the Eagles and busts a seventy yard TD run with no one touching him. All right, what about what about running back? Yeah, let's go into running back. My number one is Jarek McKinnon. Um, That's a, interesting. I like yeah, it because he's going in that kind of dead zone as well, and I. You know, I look at him more as Mahomes. I'm getting a receiving option there. He just happens to play running back. Um, and in the Andy Reid system, like, yeah, he's basically lining up in the slot. And they use, you know, per Adam Pfeiffer, I was saying they're the third highest pre-snap motion team per FTN data. Um, we love pre-snap motion at FTN. Like, we're seeing so much good data come from success on pre-snap motion. And then you look at Miami last year. You look at San Francisco. You look at Kansas City, and it's so frustrating when you see, like in Arizona, fake sharp cliff, um, you know, lining up DeAndre Hopkins for the last three years on the same side for like 85% of his snaps. So anyway, love that pre-stat motion for McKinnon, just moving him all over the field. Is, is that just a function? Of, is, that just, is, it, is it also a function of just the – the the you know the the offense that he's going to be part of and just kind of buying into buying into maybe some of these – it's going to be hard for these other guys to – really stick out and Pacheco just feels like he's really overpriced. I know it's only half point PPR over on underdogs. So it's not as bad as on, you know, as on DraftKings. but I mean, it feels like maybe taking the guy who you're getting it, you know, what, what's the difference, like the difference in ADP between Pacheco and um, Pacheco. It's uh, where even is Pacheco? Jesus Christ. So Pacheco is at 82.8 and um, you have Jared McKinnon. I'm still having to scroll to find McKinnon at, at 128. So you're well, I know you guys are all over prospects. So um, if you're a dynasty player and the guy's name is escaping me, so you're going to tell me. But they they drafted no undrafted free agent yeah. on the G. Yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 Daneric Prince out of Tulsa. Oh my God, his profile is insane. Um, so you could all you could just see something like like. Isaiah not even being a real thing later on. Uh, that said, I don't. I like his prop. I just actually posted a prop of his. They have it seven hundred and twenty-five yards. Like that's pretty solid, right? Like what is that? Uh, Sixty-five yards a game or something? If he stays healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantasy, I get it. It's it's not that exciting. But anyway, let's roll back to. my my running backs. I am somewhat of a late running back guy, so I'll give you some of those guys that I love. I love Tajay Spears. 
Um, oh God! Well, yeah, dude. Okay. Well, I, I don't. I mean, our 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 listeners are gonna they're gonna love hearing that. Yeah, love this because first of all, I think he has standalone value. Yep. And if you know what, I don't want to say it because we'll knock on yep. wood together. But, but if it happens, if it happens. <laughs> the other guy is Jerome Ford. So last year we really loved. Um, Kevin's too sharp. He's coming <laughs> on here. He's, he's saying all the right things. It's like, what are we doing? Like, so, well, why don't we love him? Um, why let him, the name is escaping me, free agent right now. Kareem Hunt. Thank you. We loved him last year in like what, like the sixth, seventh round? Yeah. Um, and we're basically getting the same guy with more juice, right? It's a younger, better player. I like young running backs. Call me, call me crazy. Um, another guy I like quite a bit moving up is Rashad White, just in that kind of dead zone because – not that I'm that crazy about the player. He just has a good role. Um, and I think they're Baker's going to check down like crazy and he's going to be very active and for the value that he's going there, really like him. But in terms of the high end guys who, I mean, obviously if you, if you could see him, see it like four, you take them. Um, but which I you can, which you can, people are so wide receiver crazy right now. That's correct. Yeah. If you take CMC every time at four, uh, you might even take them ahead of Tyreek if you have when you're trying to kind of mix and match a little bit. Uh, the one guy I kind of wanted to get your take on is I have a lot of Bigsby, but I also have a lot of ETN because I feel like the hate is now I was Bigsby early and now Bigsby's rising up and now ETN's falling. So I'm flip-flopping on a on ADP right now. Well, all right. Well, with Tank Bigsby, and I, I have a little bit of a difference of opinion with my other co-host Cody Carpentier about Bigsby and his goal line usage. I'm, I think he's a little bit of an upright runner. He reminded me of more like a Wayne Gallman type um, at the college level. It's and I just is not what you would think for a guy named Tank. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, he's a he's a he's a he's a good player, right? But. Yeah. Um, I, I do worry about ETN just because I worry about the struggles with the offensive line to start the season whenever they're dealing with some of the suspensions and getting everything along with that. And also, man, just at the combine, whenever we asked, you know, we asked we asked Doug Peterson about ETN if if that kind of volume could keep up, and he he kind of told us there at the combine. He you know I forget exactly what it was he said, but something along the lines of you know we'll, we'll probably need to take a little bit off his plate. I mean, you remember last year, Kevin, for like. Uh, you know, for I'm sure for DFS, you were just playing him all the time when he was like 58, 5900, and he's getting this 80 percent touch share, and it's just like it's like like they're like they're just going all out with Travis Etienne. It's just like he, he's getting one of the best roles in all of football. Yeah. Um, His targets per route run is shockingly low. For I mean, I just wish I had saw a little bit more in terms of the the passing work and. If they're gonna take him off the field at all for third down, it that that's what scares me. Yeah, and 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 they did bring in Dearness Johnson too. You know, I mean, I wouldn't. I know he's not a great player, but I wouldn't forget about him. He's uh, his he's 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 rep by Drew Rosenhaus, who's who's down there in Florida that has good relationships with those Florida teams. Uh, I know they probably talked to him about their pass catching work and stuff. So, I mean, to me, I I don't have much Bigsby at all. I probably would have a little bit more ETN, but I'm with you. It's it's like. Um, I I don't I'll tell you this he's not a player that I have much conviction in this year Travis Etienne um 
I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that he could go back to exactly what he did because I don't necessarily think Tank Bigsby is going to be the type of player that's going to come in and render a, a, a talent like Travis Etienne useless. He's not the same level of talent. Right. With that being said, Travis Etienne is not who you dream up in your mind and just think about as the perfect goal line presence. Neither is Tank Bigsby, but I mean, maybe they could see like a little bit of that there. I know that my that my one of my partners here, Cody, thinks that Bigsby could take on a little bit of that role. So I'm not sure that I agree with him. I just I I, I wish I wish I had a take where I was like, yeah, man, I really feel this way. I've kind of I kind of feel a little bit. I feel kind of squirrely about the whole thing. I'm not sure how to feel about either of these guys at, at their current ADPs. That's very fair. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing with Ridley, too, throws a whole nother unknown into into the mix. Um, how is target distribution going to play out with that? Because I'm a big Ingram guy, too, just for his ADP. And a lot of good players, man. It's a lot, a lot of good players. And I start thinking, like, how many of these guys can can meet ADP when Zay's a great player, too? Like, Zay Jones is a legitimate you know, NFL wide receiver. So, yeah, there's a lot of, of options on that team. All right, so you want to talk some wide receiver now? Yeah, man, for sure. And then tell me also, like, is it is it is it hard for you just before just let's preface it? Is it hard for you having to having to just by the way that roster construction goes and kind of adapting to the room in in these uh, large field tournaments? Is it hard for you to be sitting around and taking a a guy who's a wide receiver two on his team like Devonte Smith or T Higgins over guys like? Saquon Barkley and still yeah I mean it how do you get over that I mean to me it's just like geez man am I kidding I'm taking a wide receiver two on his team over a bell cow run that goes against every fantasy bone in my body how 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 do you get over that mentally I have the same way because I I came from more of the get a good running back early but I have been because you get punished in this, these underdog drafts you really do <laughs> i mean just punished you'll look up and you'll be like oh my my wide receiver three is uh one go hard man <laughs> yeah like <laughs> yeah, uh, wandell you know it's like yeah. oh no this so that is the reason is because the market keeps driving the price if we would all get together and stop the madness uh but it, so i kind of wait to see how it's going um I am not getting enough Saquon as I should because exactly that. Like you get to that Olave kind of Devonta, like yeah, like shit. I'm gonna not have. Sorry, I, I'm not gonna have a good yeah. wide receiver core if I if I let this go around twenty picks and I don't take this guy as like my wide receiver too. Um, so you yeah. so you're just you're just giving into the market. You're not taking a stand again, like because taking a stand against it, as you said, it's just like you end up with your you know what in your hand. And you're just like what 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 am I doing? It's yeah. just it's just tough. It's just it's just it's tough to reroute your brain and think about things that way. And I will then do some builds with like if if the running backs start to fall and I'm like oh my god he's he's coming back yeah I'll do it because there are some late uh, late wide receivers that I do like that I can kind of give you. We can start from the back end like. This is a guy who started to take um, – he's my third is Shakir for Buffalo. Um, huh. Now the ADP is getting driven up finally. Like Why? Uh, because they haven't really signed anyone, right? I don't think that they're going to – I don't think they're in the Hopkins hunt anymore. And I do believe he ends up being the wide receiver three, the slot wide receiver in a team that runs 11 personnel like most of the time, right? Now maybe they go more 12 – because they they took Kincaid, they have Knox, 
and that gets Shakir off. But we're talking about a pretty skanky part of the draft, <laughs> you know, like down with the John Menchie. It's not like you're. It's not like you're giving up too much to take a shot on a dude if you like if you really like him. My only thing is they brought in Trent Sherfield, and that 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 worries me a small bit about Khalil Shakir. I have noticed that. Um, yeah, if you have an Allen team, I don't mind Sherfield at the very very end. I'm um, a guy that goes undrafted who was six, I think, in route participation last year total in the NFL is uh, my guy in Atlanta who used, was in uh, Los Mac Angeles. Mullins. Thank you. Return of the Mac. <laughs> you, we can get another game like that Tennessee game last year yeah. where he broke the slate. You remember that? He was like 4K. Oh, I do. Yep, I actually, <laughs> so, hey, I feel like they're going to pass a little bit more, and I bet you he's out there running uh, wind sprints like crazy opposite. Uh, so I, I really feel like – He's the last pick of the draft. Like he's literally going undrafted. So Dude, that's he's the, he, he's the epitome of one of these better and best ball type of guys. You know, the, the, the total cop never out thing. Him in redraft, right? Never. Right. Yeah, I agree. Uh, moving into the middle, um, I really like Jahan Dotson. I just love his. The guy's just a baller. Um, yes. I don't. You can talk to probably more about his profile, but he kind of stands out on film to me as like a Steve Smith kind of guy, where like. He just just has it, whatever it is. Um, I know that's not great uh, analytic analysis. I mean, he's a he's like he's got that same kind of. Uh, he's he, whenever he's out there running routes, you you look at him and you just kind of think that at least on his college film. And you, I mean, you saw you saw it a little bit last year too. You also saw a little bit of a nose for the end zone there once he got a little bit more involved. But he's just got that savant like it's kind of like it reminds you how Jordan Addison was this year, right? Is that 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 same kind of weapon, that same kind of profile? And Jordan Addison's just a shiny new toy. A lot of people seem to have forgotten about Jahan Dotson. I love it. Yeah, I mean, obviously that that offense is why I think people are so much you know, more excited. Clearly, right. Yeah. 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 My number one receiver though is DeAndre Hopkins. Okay. Um, you're so you're going you're just you're moving all the chips in side side unseen, huh? You're just, yeah, just, just doing it five percent nuke at this point. I started it early because what I notice is the same thing is happening with Devontae Adams. I actually did a tweet today about Devontae Adams versus Jamar Chase versus A.J. Brown on DraftKings props, okay? So you got A.J.B. at 1050, 1050 yards, eight and a half TDs, and plus 5,000 to have the most receptions in the league. Devontae Adams, 1,350 yards, eight and a half TDs, plus 700 to have the most receptions in the league. Yet A.J. Brown, uh, ASB, you're getting all these players getting pushed up over Devontae Adams because of a perceived quarterback situation because you know why they haven't seen it yet. And as soon as Garoppolo is out there throwing him a touchdown in preseason practice, watch Devontae's ADP go right back up to where it should be, which is right after the the big boys, the Tyreek and those guys. I believe, you know, that's where Devontae belongs right there. Do you, so you think, so as far as, I mean, for me, Devontae, what do you, what do you think Devontae Adams vis-a-vis C.D. Lamb? you still have C.D. Lamb ahead of him? I have C.D. Lamb a little bit ahead because uh, our guy, Aaron Chats is so high on the Cowboys. I had a conversation with him. They, they, a little preview here is they're the highest-ranked team per DVOA at preseason for him. Uh, oh. Yeah. Oh. 
Yeah. yeah. So I've been cowboy uh, heavy, but that's where I cut it off. Like, I don't even think um, that's probably it. He's, he's right after that for me. All right. So, so, all right. So I'm going to ask you just, uh, I'm going to ask you, you're, you're just, you're, you're, you're number one tight end. I'm going to ask who it is, but first, once again, tell them what you guys have going on over at FTN, how they can find you, how they can find you on Twitter. Just give them the pitch. Yep. I'm uh, at Magic Sports Guy on Twitter. Uh, you can find us at FTN Fantasy, FTN Daily. That's when I start doing my content. Uh, I'm a you know longtime DFS player. We also have Two Gun on FTN Daily. I don't know if you've heard of him, but he's won the Millie Maker four times. Yeah. And he did a printout of his Roto thingy that tracks – from CSV, right, from the sites, he is up $7.2 million playing DFS in the last seven years. So if you want to know, like, who's <laughs> who he is on, which would be a really good idea, you know, come over to FTN Daily. And then, obviously, our best ball guide is up. Jeff Ratcliffe's uh, draft guide is up, 288 player profilers, every rookie under the sun written up to death. Uh, yeah, check it out. We also did a big redesign this year. Uh, so we have a brand new website and we're also joining the Sirius XM family as of last Saturday. Jake Seeley, Chris Meany and Lauren Carpenter are on Saturday mornings on Sirius XM at nine Eastern to 11 Eastern. I know all about that time slot. It's a good one, man. It's a good one. All yeah, right. I'm really excited to get on the station with you guys. Hell yeah, dude. Well, congrats on all that, man. Congrats Thank on you. all your hard work. And uh, I'll just, I'm just con- con- congrats to the listeners because they're about to find out. They're about to find out from you. You yep. got to give them, the, you, you, you just got to give them the, the tight end. Who is the tight end? My most owned tight end is a very boring one. That's how it happens because you always do more of those late guys, right? Uh, is Tyler Conklin. Tyler Conklin. All right, let's let's hear this. Let's totally hear. free, right? Sometimes he goes undrafted. Sometimes he's basically, you know, in your nineteenth, twentieth type of. He's he's going to be the tight end for Brett Favre, for, for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that'd be something. Yeah. Old Green Bay. Uh, God, I really am dating myself on this podcast. Sorry about <laughs> that. Uh, you know, you're looking at what, like fifty to seventy-five ish targets at basically zero ADP. Um, obviously you're never going to get like excited about your third tight end at the van area under the draft, but you do need to take these guys to complete your, your thing. So going up on the food chain, I am a Kelsey believer. I have 15% Kelsey. So I will take him at six or seven. If he makes it there. Uh, I also like the fact that I can get Mahomes, like I said, on the swing by, and then I just go wide receiver, wide receiver, like for like the next like five or six picks and then go late round uh, running back. And you have a really nice looking team when you do that. Uh, Evan Ingram is probably my best mid-tier guy. He goes after that kind of really good core. And then I like Juwan Johnson late as well. I think he's got a really good profile. I think Derek Carr likes to throw to the tight end. Uh, They have a great schedule. And uh, yeah, he's also a guy you can get very low. Finally, last guy I want to mention.
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.